Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer as of the 21st of July 2019. Are you sitting comfortably? Ready to take that first step? Well, 50 years ago this day, Neil Armstrong took a very small step into the history books. We are going to restrain ourselves and merely step back over the past month. Earlier in the month, the anemometer registered this month's maximum of 29.8 miles per hour, in itself totally unremarkable compared with our all-time maximum of 70.5 miles per hour back in 2017. However, as a certain member of staff remarked, the anemometer was seen to be still, and that was unusual, especially so as it was observed doing nothing on several days. That's not what it's put there for, and I will be having words if this behaviour continues. The gusting was short-lived, and the relative lack of strength overall left very few Beaufort telltales. The grasses fallen from the constant armada of harvesting behemoths have more or less stayed put along the curbs. Perhaps the only lasting sign of any breeze has been our much-held-back hanging baskets nearly a month behind and withered by earlier cold as much as anything. The crystals in our official storm glass were similarly unmoved, just showing a slight saucer-shaped depression, maybe indicative, albeit coincidentally, of the UK's isobar map. The rain gauge has been completely unfulfilled, in fact not filled at all, a red flag for all insect diving antics. Though wind conditions have been nothing to write at home about, after a number of interviews, the eventual arrival of the new trainee here is cause for a keyboard kerfuffle. At the beginning of the month, Hector moved in. He is a seven-year-old Bengal, a powerful seven kilos, and has rapidly established himself as the resident Krolem. That's Charlie, Romeo, Lima, Echo, Mike. For the non-cognoscenti, that's Chief Rodent Life Expectancy Manager. This has meant regular patrols of the AA's grounds, which are apparently exhausting, as he sleeps like a rock between 2 and 6pm. Uh, this is between us, of course. We don't want any of these smaller gnawing nuisances to get any ideas about what to do while the cat's away. Not that they do argue much when 7 kilos of cat drops in, or as per his own speciality, down on them. He's heavy and can shave rabbits with one swipe of his claws. Though tuna for lunch, waitrose in spring water only, seems to have an immediately immense calming effect despite its two-second claw-to-gulp dish departure. So I'm erring on the side of caution with all handling at present till his wind reactions can be accurately assessed. An endearing photograph of the exhausted trainee doing his afternoon boulder impression is included with our online publication, together with a picture of an earlier training session where he is paused, that's with a W, so it gets to be a pun, but is still keeping an eye on things. You may note some similarity with his predecessor. Do go and have a look. Now we have reached the letter D in our regular monthly meteorological miscellany feature 
for which many Burnwood Newsonians, who missing this section in their printed through the door publication, have come to join us. D is for Cirrus. Yes, I know Cirrus begins with an S, but this brightest star in the sky is better known as the D star, and we have to be careful of the use of the D word right now, as Hector is within earshot. I actually said dog star while he was sitting on the mat like cats do. He took the mat on sideways and proceeded to shred it. Let's just call a spade a spade right now, and canis major it will have to be. So there's no mistake, that's Latin for big four-legged thing that goes woof. Its dark is also much worse than its bright. That was another pun, by the way. Really? I digress. What I actually wanted to describe was D-O-G days. That's when Sirius is above the horizon, with its steely glitter piercing the night sky, as observed by Thomas Hardy. In even earlier eras, Romans believed that these dies caniculares brought horrid heat, lethargy and disease. Pliny threw his oar in too, suggesting that they came with an increase in rabid dog... Ah, nearly said it. Hector, good boy, Hector, leave, leave that matter alone. The ancient Egyptians revered these things during the 40 days Cirrus was above the horizon, being harbinger of the welcome Nile floods and revitalisation of their parched lands. They revered cats as well, so you can leave that carpet alone now, furry thing. We Brits also took this 40-day period very seriously. In fact, July the 15th, the St Swithin's legend day, may well have some connection here. The Husbandsman's Practice publication of 1729 offers important advice for us UK males in surviving these D-O-G days. In particular, it says, and I quote, to take heed of feeding violently and all this time abstain from women. With such sterling British advice ringing in our potential, nay, actual leader's ears, how can we fail? Now, Burnwoodians of the print, that's where, that's where you come back. That's what you would have missed. Now, all editions were more or less the same from this point. Oh, if you're not familiar with St Swithin, whose feast day is the 15th of July, this ditty may help. St Swithin's day, if thou dost reign, for forty days it will remain. St. Swithin's day, if thou be fair, for forty days will reign no mare. To be accurate, the action, or lack of it, has to be on St. Swithin's bridge, which is in Winchester. It's now time to sum up. Maximum gust, 29.8 miles per hour, and too brief to really notice. Beaufort, Three. Hardly huffing. Bit of a basket case. 
Storm glass, a slight dip, nothing more. Rain gauge, no drip, large dip, no diving, sunbathing only. St Swithin may yet be proved right. Hectoring, still in the process of calibration. Puns, one, possibly two. You are so generous, thank you, thank you. Alliterations, at an abyss, but like Arnie, they'll be back. I'm off down the hundred. Ellie is back behind the bar and Shandy awaits. That's all from me, Richard Phillips, sharing 158 metres above sea level with the new trainee and a scattering of demobilised rodents. Bye.